Welcome back to Inside Black and Gold. We're still going through reader questions after the Saints lost to the Panthers in a painful 22-14 game that, you know, the, the, the final score probably makes it seem a little closer than it was. Jameis Winston's stat line probably makes it feel like he had a much better game than he did. He went 25 for 41, 353 yards and a touchdown. The big game, though, belongs to Chris Olave. Nine catches on 13 targets for 147 yards. Traquan Smith also came out of nowhere. First game of the year, four catches for 105 yards. But this yardage was largely rolled up in garbage time. Garbage time is a tough word, but in the fourth quarter when the game, you know, at best, there was a very slim, slim chance of coming back. So it wasn't complete garbage time because there, I only consider it garbage time if you literally just don't have a chance and the other team is just like just phoning it in because, you know, there's just no nothing you can do, right? Like f- down 30 points in the last four minutes where there's just literally not enough time. In this case, you know, you did have a chance to recover an onside kick. You weren't able to do it. So in that essence, it's not garbage time, but that yardage is not indicative of a good game. The interesting thing about it though, and I tweeted about this during the game is the Panthers had the longest active streak of games without a 300 yard passer at 26. The saints were second on that list. They had gone 20 consecutive games without a 300 yard passer. And I decided to tweet that today. And lo and behold, that streak ended 20 games. And that is now over. Jameis Winston is the first 300 yard passer in three years. So, you know, (laughs) figure that one out, but it was not a good game by any stretch. But I mean, if you, I don't know if anyone had a good game passing the football. Baker Mayfield went 12 for 25 for 170 yards, and 67 of that came on one play to LaVisca Chanel, right? So on one pass, he had 67 yards. On his other 11 completions, he had 103 yards. If you, uh, if you erase the LaVisca Chanel pass, Baker Mayfield went 11 for 24 for 103 yards. <laughs> you know, and obviously you can't erase that. But my point is he had a terrible game. Christian McCaffrey did have a good game. I wouldn't say he had a great game. He didn't break any big runs, but he was just consistent. 108 yards on 25 carries, a little over four yards a carry. So it's a solid day. Not great, but it's better than you would hope for if you're the Saints. But yeah, I mean, it's a game you should have won. It's a game you had to win. And, uh, you know, that you're going to, you know, you're going to have to make up for this somewhere. You're going to have to beat a team that you probably aren't expected to beat to get back. Nolan Nerd, Dalton can run without a knee brace, without spinal fractures and a whacked out ankle. Dalton tore it up in the oof in preseason. I don't know what oof means. Jameis is playing hurt. Tore it up is a, is a, is a bit much. He had two drives in the preseason and they were solid. There's probably going to be a chance this season to see Andy Dalton in the game and, I'm not sure what exactly Andy Dalton has done to make people be so confident in his abilities as a 35-year-old who has not played well in maybe six years. Um, but, you know, I, it's this weird sentiment that people seem to have. And I guess it's it's kind of like a, the mystery is better than, you know, the, it's like a devil you know is better than a devil you don't is the opposite. But anyway, but from Sky, this was a trap game. I don't think... You, you can't have a trap game unless you're good, right? There's, there's no such thing as a trap game for a bad team. It's just a loss. And right now, the Saints are a bad team. So I'm not even willing to say this was a trap game. This is just a game they didn't show up for. Like, they're not good enough to be considering things trap games. This is just a loss. Like, you, have to, you have to earn the privilege of calling something a trap game. And, and they have not done that. 
Uh, but thanks for the comment. Uh, Julius Davis, Michael Thomas just wants the ball. Yeah, I, I need to go back. One of the things I want to look at tomorrow and Tuesday, I want to go back the last three games and kind of take a look at Mike Thomas because I, I think he's having he's struggling to create separation more so than in years past. It, there's a reason that every time he catches the ball, it's spectacular. And it's because he's got defenders draped all over him in ways that I do not remember him having defenders draped all over him in the past. And I don't know if if maybe he's still kind of working his way into his routes, but it is striking how little he's been targeted and how difficult the catches he's making are when he was, has been targeted. And he's still an incredible receiver and he's making these great catches. But man, you'd like to see some easier catches for him. You'd like to see some catch and run opportunities and you just haven't had him because every one he's had to be diving and, and making a one-handed grab and going to the ground. It's like, you know, something's not adding up there. And and I don't know if it's a timing thing, if it's just a matter of you, you need to work back into the, the, the offense a little more, but he is a guy you can still go to and trust to make contested catches. I just would like to see him get more easier opportunities. So I want to go and look at the film and see, you know, if there were opportunities that were missed or if he's just struggling to create separation, which I think might be the case. Camden Bush, <laughs> you, you played against a top five defense and a top 32 offense. I like that. You know, the Panthers are definitely in the top 32 of offensive football teams. Um, yeah, I, I have no I have no rebuttal for that. It's a good take. Good old country boy. The two picks Winston threw looked bad, but one was deflected and one a Hail Mary. So he did look okay for a player that was hurt. Yeah, I mean, the interceptions don't bug me at all in this game. The interceptions from week two bug me a little bit. But J.C. Horn made an excellent play. Um, on that first one, batted the ball up in the air. You know, Jameis, you know, maybe you you could say he needs to do a better job of avoiding J.C. Horn um, throwing around his hands. But again, it was a good defensive play. It's the same reason I don't I didn't wasn't as critical of that Jamel Dean interception, because anytime the defender has to make a spectacular play, it's hard to put that on the quarterback. Right. Um, and, and that was only half of the spectacular play. In order for that to end up as an interception, J.C. Horn had to get up and and pop the ball in the air and then 300 pound defensive tackle Derek Brown had to make one of the most athletic interceptions I've ever seen for for a behemoth and you know so I'm not going to hold that against the quarterback stuff happens you know random randomness exists um, the issue is you were playing badly enough that that interception effectively just torpedoed any chance you had and then the, the, the second interception yeah I mean that that's that's meaningless you have 19 seconds at your own goal line your only chance is to pick up 50 yards on one play and, and hopefully you can get out of bounds because I don't think you're going to even have time to go up and spike it. So like, that's the only play you can make. He just chucked it up and saying, maybe Chris Olave can make a play on this ball, get out of bounds. give us a chance for a Hail Mary, but I'm not going to hold that against Jameis. So the, the interceptions, I think were not the issue today. I actually think Jameis, you know, obviously five interceptions through three games, the ones from this game, I don't really care about. Right. And so, uh, you know, he, he almost threw one in the end zone that Marquez Callaway stole from the defender. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't think that that's been his biggest issue. Uh, honest, honestly, I don't think the turnovers have really been a problem. It's been the the execution of the offense that has not been good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to keep talking about turnovers in the way that we have in the past because I don't think that's what's dogging Jameis this season. WW. Make a run for Derek Carr and hire Eric Bieniemy next season. I mean, yeah, we can start talking about next season if we want. 
again, one of the reasons that I think this Andy Dalton thing is just makes no sense to me is because you know he's not your future at quarterback. Like you know that. So there's no I, I don't I don't see why you'd put him in there unless it's a health thing, which again I, I can see you making the argument for and, and I would make the same argument. But if they're deeming him healthy enough to be out there, then you know, it is what it is. But you're not going to Andy Dalton because you think he's the future starter. And so the question is, is Jameis your starter next year, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's that's why it makes no sense to put Andy in there. Like you need to find out whether you can feasibly start this guy next season. So having him ride the bench does not benefit you. Because if one way or another you're going to find a quarterback, then you might as well see what you can get out of him. So we'll see, you know. And, and, and again, and the other side of that coin is if, if you do still want to move on from him, he's under contract next season. And you, you know, if there's any trade value whatsoever, you need him to go out and show that. So I just, again, we keep coming back to it. I just don't see a scenario where you start Andy Dalton for any reason other than Jameis is not healthy enough to play. Luke, scout with clout. You can put on the QB when he fumbles two snaps, four batted balls that could have been picked, plus one interception at the end. I mean, one of those snaps was Eric McCoy snapping the ball when he wasn't, when the quarterback wasn't ready. So, I mean, that wasn't a fumbled snap. I mean, I, I guess, like, yeah, I'm not saying Jameis played well, but to to put this on Jameis as if a different quarterback in there would have won that game, I don't think that's true. At least not any of the ones that are on the Saints roster, right? <laughs> I mean, there's this idea that, like, Andy Dalton is going to go in there and Alvin Kamara is not going to fumble for a touchdown. Like, uh, th that's not the case, right? You're still going to have these offensive penalties. You're still going to have these missed field goals. Uh, I, I don't see it. But, yeah, I mean, if, if we want to pretend that that the only thing wrong with this team right now, the only reason you're losing games is the quarterback, then go for it. I'm just I, I don't think that that is a fair way to look at the struggles this team is having right now because it goes way beyond that. John Mule, there's a reason they offered Jameis a two year deal instead of a four or five year deal. They pretty much know he's not their future long term. I mean, they're not committed to it in any way. You know, he he could earn that, but he hasn't. To this point. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Pelicans, Nolan, Marquez Callaway saved him from the third interception. Yeah, you, you are correct. He did. But again, at that point, it's like you are just scrambling. You're trying to get in the end zone. So, like, sure, I I guess it wasn't a great throw. But at that point, it's like you either get in the end zone or you don't. You, you also should remember at that point in the game, you had no wide receivers left. You had Chris Olave and Marquez Callaway. Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry were both in the locker room with injuries. Deontay Hardy didn't play. <laughs> so, I mean, you're just throwing it and hoping someone comes down with it. So, and, and Marquez did. I, I, I think Marquez Callaway needs to get more playing time. I actually thought Traquan Smith had a good day, but you know, it's the, the problem is when you try to live for this big play, the way the saints have and the way James Winston likes to, it's a rough, it's a rough way to go. There's a reason not that many offenses in the NFL operate that way because it's just not a consistent way to run an offense. The athletes on defense are too good and ball control is too important. So if you're constantly just trying to sling it downfield, you know, when it, when it hits great, but you gotta be, you gotta be able to execute in short areas. You know, like if you can get down into the red zone, fantastic, but you gotta be able to score there too. Um, and, and the saints weren't able to do that today. W maybe like Doug Marone call plays. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's gonna, I don't think that's gonna happen. But I do think there is, there are questions you need to ask about the play calling. I saw one person say third and long, you run a screen. I think they should be running more screens. I don't think the issue is the screen. I think that you are not running screens well enough. The screen has always been a major part of the Saints' offense, and you have not seen that through three games. 
and again, one of the issues that I think you have in running screens is one of the same issues I think you have in running swing passes is, is that if I had to pick one thing that Jameis does not do well enough at all, it is just throwing these these six yard, ten yard little dump off passes that should be completion a hundred out of a hundred times. <laughs> For whatever reason, this just doesn't, it's not like he can throw the ball 60 yards downfield on a dime, but he can't throw it 10 yards to his right where it needs to be. And that and that's frustrating to me because that should be a big part of this offense and it isn't. Richard Fredericks, Tyron Matthew hasn't lived up to expectations. I mean, in what way? I, I mean, I guess I think he's been fine. I don't think the defense has been a problem. He's Tyron Matthew isn't the one who blew the tackle on LaVisca Chanel. That was PJ Williams, right? Tyron Matthew's out there healthy. I mean, like you can point fingers at the defense. I think they need to be forcing turnovers, right? Like that's if you wanted to point finger at the defense and say, you know, you needed to do a better job helping your offense win this game. That's where I look at it, right? I mean, they they forced two contact fumbles in week one. They did not force. Well, they they collected a turnover in week two. Tom Brady just gave it to him. Uh, that was not forced by the defense. And they did not force a turnover in this game. They've had a couple turnovers on downs, but I don't consider that a real turnover, even though it's called a turnover. But, you know, it's more on the offense, not executing. But either way, you know, that is that is a big play. The defense has played well. But, you know, there haven't been any game-breaking plays from the defense the last two weeks. Like the way that the Bucks had game-breaking plays, right? The way that the Panthers had a game-breaking play today, right? In both games, you had scores by the other team, the other team's defense. And that changes a game. And we have not seen plays like that out of this Saints defense this year. And when you're talking about a defense that will win you games, those are the plays you have to have. And so, you know, th- I thought the pressure was was there today. I thought they did a good job getting after Baker. There was one play that they really should have knocked him for a loss, and he was able to scramble around. I think it might have been Shai Smith that he found out the back. It was just kind of a bootleg little, you know, schoolyard play that worked for him. But, you know, for, for the most part, I thought the defensive backs locked down. I thought, you know, Bradley Roby, Paulson, Debo, Marshawn, Lattimore, if you can keep those three healthy, that's a just a lockdown unit. And it's just frustrating because if you had a, a semi-competent offense, you know, if you had an offense that was executing, then you put 10 points on the board in the first half. And you feel like you won that game because I, I don't think the Panthers were going to do anything. You know, they can move the ball within within like the their 30 yards of the field, you know, the 20 and 50. They moved all the day with Christian McCaffrey right there. But you clamp down at about the 50-yard line. You know, they didn't get much further than that. There was a couple a couple pl- drives they ended up in field goal range. But by and large, you, you, you locked down the Panthers and you just were waiting and waiting and waiting for the offense to figure it out. And by the time they did, it was too late. Here we go. Tiger twin. Baker is pure garbage. You know, I appreciate this. Because if we're going to talk trash about quarterbacks, we should at least be talking trash about both, right? Because he was terrible, right? Another number one overall pick who did not play well. And these are both one and two teams. So hey, you know if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna give it to one end, might as well give it to both. Because Baker had a bad day. I don't. You're, you're talking about number one overall picks that I don't think are the future in that franchise. I think Baker and Jameis can have a competition to see to see which one loses that job first. Because neither has been good. WW tight end production is completely non-existent. Yeah, I don't know what Adam Troutman did. Uh, I don't know if he owes Jameis money, but you know, one target through three weeks. Finally got a target today. It was a nice throw, too. Jameis lofted it over the top. Troutman brought it in on the sideline. I think Nick Vanette caught a pass today. Jawan Johnson was was absent, although he did blow a blocking assignment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know 
Jameis has never been a guy that throws a lot to tight ends, but I think it's got to change. Let's get one more, and then we'll move on. Pelicans Nola. I'm ready for Lamar Jackson. I assume you mean you're going to sign him in free agency when when he hits free agency. Hate to break it to you, zero percent chance he hits free agency. <laughs> the Ravens are going to franchise the heck out of him. Um, hopefully they pay him. You know he's earned a contract. Uh, hopefully they pay him because he he deserves it. But yeah, if if he if he, if they somehow for for some reason let him hit free agency, there's going to be a heck of a bidding war for him. I tell you what. Um, but that's where I'll wrap it up. Again, my name is Jeff Nowak. This is you're listening to Inside Black and Gold. Went through a lot of questions. We hopefully this therapy session has been cathartic. I know there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of there's a lot of vitriol. People want to see Andy Dalton. I I don't, but you know I get it. I get it. And uh, you know I I'm not looking forward to going through the film tomorrow um, when the All 22 comes out. But I will do it. I will do it for you guys <laughs> and I'll try to figure out what the heck happened in this game. Thanks everyone for being in here. Thanks for everyone who asked a question. Thanks for everyone who listened. Make sure to give us a follow, give us a subscription, give us a review, give us a rating, review your podcast. If you're on Apple and you're listening to this and you want to scroll down and hit the five stars, maybe type a little message and tell me how wrong I am. I, I, I would love to see it. And as always stick around, we're going to have an episode. I think we we're kind of set on the schedule now where we're going to have this post on Mondays, right? The post game pod, unless they're playing on a weird day. And then we're going to have an episode on Wednesday that kind of goes through the film. And then we're going to have an episode on Friday that kind of previews the upcoming game. This week, we had an interview with the Panthers podcast, who I'm sure they're going to be in my DMs telling me how right they were uh, in picking the Panthers. And hopefully we can kind of keep that going where we kind of preview teams to get an idea of what they're, what's coming up. But as always, thanks so much, everyone. And stay salty. <laughs> Peace, y'all.